Oh, hey, teacher friends. Have you reached the point in the school year where you are just sometimes watching what's happening in your classroom and you're thinking, seriously? Or a kid said something and you're like, what? Where did that even come from? Or maybe you are just so caught off guard that you have been left speechless recently as you stand in front of students. Well, if you said yes to any of those things, you're not alone. You're in great company. And what I want this episode to be all about are just four reminders of why we do what we do. There is going to be one reminder that's going to make you laugh hard. There's going to be one reminder that is going to remind you that you are causing kids to learn and grow. There's going to be one that's going to feel really similar to the struggles that your kids are experiencing And there's going to be one that reminds you of why we should celebrate education in the first place. I 100% guarantee that when you are done with this episode, you will have heard these four things and think, okay, I got this. I've got enough momentum to push me through to that final bell. Now, before we get into this epic episode, I want to read a five-star review that was left by the listener of the week, M. Morgan 09. M. Morgan said, Rockstar. Monica is amazing. She inspires me daily in the classroom. I follow her on Instagram and love listening to the This Teacher Life podcast. She is relatable and down to earth. She's got great advice for every teacher and an ever-changing classroom mentality. Her SEL ideas are definitely a must, so be sure and check this out. I want to thank M. Morgan for leaving that five-star written review. I know I say this every single week, but I truly want you to know how much it means that so many of you are here each week and subscribing. Like this podcast automatically downloads into your phone so you're ready to go for some inspiration and love and laughter. I also, I know I mention this a lot too, but when you leave those written reviews, it helps the podcast to get momentum. And that's what the podcast has done for me. I'm actually sitting recording this in my office at like nearly 6 p.m. on a school day. I taught all day and then I came home and I did a PD event and I saw on my business calendar that I was going to be recording podcast episodes. And I thought, whoo, do I have it in me? And I, then I thought again, I'm like, well, yeah, I do. Because this podcast matters to me and to so many of you out there. And I just want to thank you so much for being loyal listeners. If you haven't yet left a written review, will you do me a favor? Will you hit pause right now and just go leave a quick review on your preferred podcast, podcast platform And then know that that's going to make a difference for even more teachers who are passionate and loving and excited just like you are. Now, after you've hit pause, come back because we are going to have an incredible episode. And so I think we're ready to roll. Let's do it. There is awesome in every single school day. big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, 
and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities. Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. once in a while on these episodes, I will take your questions, I will take your needs, and I will address them in an episode. I love doing that, and I'm definitely going to have those kinds of episodes more in the future. But what I did for this episode was I took four things that students have said in my classroom within the past few weeks. Things that have been this reminder of why I do what I do, and why you do what you do on a daily basis, But they hit all different emotions. They hit laughter, struggle, celebrations, and learning. And I guess here's the thing. If my kids are saying it, your kids are probably saying it too. If it's meaningful to me and it made a difference and an impact on me, then I think, well, it'll probably make an impact on you as well. So these are all student quotes, student statements, things that happened in my classroom. And I think they're real and relatable and raw. And well, goodness, that makes them relevant to right now. So the first one is, let's start with a little bit of laughter, okay? So a student comes in and they're looking me up and down and they're like just giving me this look. And I'm like, why are they staring at me like this? It's a seventh grade class. And so, you know, sometimes seventh graders can be a little judgy. We're working on it, right? Like we're trying to get the judgy, judgmental nature out of their system but they just, they keep looking at me and, and it goes from one kid looking at me to like a small group to like the whole class. And they're just giving me this eye and I know something is wrong with my appearance, but I just, I can't, I can't quite figure it out. And finally, one student said, Michetta, something is different about you today. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, that's interesting. Like this isn't a new shirt. These aren't new glasses. Like I don't, I don't really know what's different. They're like, I just, I can't, I can't quite figure it out. And the other kids start chiming in and they're like, yeah, something's definitely different about you. And I'm like, well, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And they just kind of go silent. (laughs) Silence, you would think, is a good thing. But as teachers, we know that silence usually means suspicion. And so they're all silent. And I'm like, oh, God, you guys, what is it? And finally, a kid gets super excited and smiles. And he's like, I've got it. I totally know what it is. And I was like, well, tell me, what is it? And he's like, your hair is just really gray. Oh. Okay. And I thought, well, surely that's not what it is. And literally all 26 of the kids in unison are like, yes, that's what it is. Your hair is just very, very gray today. Oh, I'm sorry, children. Because of the way that spring break fell and because of the stress of this job here within the past few years, my gray is out of control. And I just, I haven't gotten in to get it dyed recently. Yes, 
I'm 35 years old and I have to like fully dye my hair because the gray is so substantial. Maybe, maybe you can relate, but I just thought this was so funny. I died laughing. I could have gotten honestly super pissed about it, but it was like one of those things where it's like, I don't have the energy to be upset over this. They didn't mean it maliciously. They didn't mean it in a mean way. They're just being honest seventh graders. And I'm sure this has happened to you recently as well. They made some sort of less than nice comment about what you were wearing or some sort of something you were doing. God, one year. It was so funny. Not funny, but the kids were stinking. And so I put in a new Bath and Body wallflower. Three for 20. Mm, I had a coupon to the Bath and Body. Okay. But I put in a new like wallflower so the room would smell a little bit better. And the kids came in and they're like, oh, what is that? Oh, and they were like all freaking out. And I was like, you guys, it's so fresh. It's so nice. And they're like, it smells like my grandma. And then somebody said, no, it smells like a funeral home. And they're like, yeah, like maybe like my dead grandma. And it was just like, oh, goodness, you guys, we took it too far. Come on. But that's just, that's what happens sometimes. You know what? Speaking of that, let's uh, let's go to the next one. Let's talk about a struggle. And it actually is linked to sense. It's spring. And it smells. These kids, they just, they, they smell right now. And I don't know if because we've been so used to being in masks that like when kids start taking the masks off and in some areas even teachers, right, uh, are unmasked that it's like, whoa, it reeks in a classroom again. And so we've been having lots of conversations recently about, guess what? Everyone, let's please make sure that we're putting on deodorant. But do you know what you should do to your body before you put on deodorant? You should shower. Speaking of cleanliness, let's make sure that we are washing our favorite hoodie and our favorite pair of jeans very, very regularly. Maybe you've recently had the stink conversation with your kids of all ages. Well, a kid recently came in and he came up to me and he's like, Shenta, I, uh, I feel comfortable enough telling you this. And I was like, okay, is everything okay? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's okay, but I, uh, I just, I feel like I need to tell you something. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll listen. And I felt like, oh God, something, something's wrong. Like something's serious. And he's like, I just, I am really, really sweating in my armpits today. And I was like, okay. <laughs> And I tried not to laugh because he was being so serious. And he's like, but I just, I want you to know that although it's sweating, I've smelled my armpits a number of times and they don't stink. I checked. I checked. So if you smell something in this class, it's not me. Because today I put on deodorant and I showered. And I said, well, thank you very much for letting me know. He's like, I just... Just know that a lot of kids stink in here and I'm not one of them. Well, thank you for sharing that struggle with me. 
oh my gosh, who does that? Who comes up to a teacher and is like, can I please tell you that my pits are uncontrollably sweating right now? And I mean, he wasn't wrong. The, the, the amount of moisture coming from his pits was fierce. I don't know if I've ever seen like pit rings like this kid had. But he was right. He wasn't smelling. But always good to be aware, always good to be proactive, right? If only all students were that proactive about things like, I don't know, charging a Chromebook or, I don't know, studying for a test. I think we'd really be in a great situation, wouldn't we? Now, before we get into the other two comments from students and know that these coming up are actually really heartfelt and really great reminders of the heart side of why we do what we do. Now, I'm going to share those in a second, but I wanted to tell you quickly about some opportunities that you have to dive in and read legitimately meaningful, good, hilarious teacher books. Maybe you did that over spring break. You read a book and you're like, oh man, I forgot what it's like to have time to read. Well, do you know when teachers have time to read and relax and rejuvenate? over the summer and summer is truly right around the corner so i want to tell you about four books that i think you will love one it's called 180 days of awesome it is 180 short quick stories strategies and reminders of why we do what we do on an everyday basis if you love this episode and you just need those quick things that is the book for you i've also got game changers which are 20 innovative, engaging, motivational strategies that are going to change the way that you do life with kids in your classroom. Speaking of doing life with kids, check out The Rooted Classroom. It's got 20 social, emotional, driven activities and ideas that are perfect for connecting with kids, building relationship, and of course, that so important SCL idea. Finally, 365 Days of Awesome. This might be the book for you if you're looking for something that is not necessarily about teaching. Sometimes what we need is something to disconnect from this profession. 365 Days of Awesome is one small but significant thing that we can focus on for the entire calendar year. Doesn't even matter if you start it in January. Now is the perfect time to start that book. You guys, all of these awesome titles can be found at monicagenta.com slash books. That's monica, G-E-N-T-A dot com slash books. Get your summer reading started by making sure that you have the books that are going to be best for you during June, July, and August. Again, you can check those out at monicagenta.com slash books. All right, everybody, I promised two more great reminders, and these are on a definite heart level. So recently a kid came in to my classroom, and they, like, slammed their books down. And I approached that student gently because I thought they're clearly in a space. They're clearly having a rough day. They just need a little bit of support and love, and hopefully I can provide that for them in this class period. So I go over to them and I say, hey, you want to tell me what's going on? Expecting for them to kind of explode and kind of freak out. Now, I want you to hear the way that I said that because maybe that's a tip as well. I said, hey, do you want to tell me what's going on? 
I didn't go up to him and say, hey, what's wrong? I didn't say like, dude. I said, hey, do you want to tell me what's going on? Open-ended and an opportunity for them to reflect and communicate. I'm not freaking out, even though they're kind of freaking out. So I think that's an important strategy to not go in with the word, what's wrong? Why are you frustrated? Why are you mad? Because I think there's assumptions being made when we ask it in that way. So again, I said, hey, do you want to tell me what's going on? And the kid turned around and he's like, I am just so pumped to be in this class. I've been looking forward to this period all day. The kid didn't slam the books down. He was excited. He wasn't being aggressive. He wasn't being frustrated. He was just genuinely enthusiastic about the fact that he had arrived at a class that he was looking forward to. Now, I know that we would hope to say that every single day, that we hope every single student walks in excited every single day. But the reality is that's just not true. But for whatever reason, for this kid, on this day, I was this class for him. I celebrated that. And I want you to celebrate that as well. He used good communication. Everything was good. And we had a great class period. So two tips there. Instead of using the word, what's wrong? How can we approach situations in a neutral way? And then hopefully get a positive result. Finally, I want to share one that happened recently that almost put me in tears. So there was a project happening for a class that was not mine, but the class was basically asking every single kid to interview somebody from their family. So I had heard about this from through the grapevine, um, and I thought, oh yeah, that's a really cool project. Kids are going to learn a lot from interviewing a family member. And so one day, a kid comes in and says, hey, I'm going to interview you. And I'm like, oh yeah, for what? And he's like, the project. And I was like, oh, I, I thought you had to interview a family member for that. And he's like, well, you are a family member. And I said, yeah, you're right. We are. We are a classroom family. And so the backstory on that was he actually asked the teacher, hey, can I interview Miss Jenta? And the teacher said, well, it's got to be a family member. And the kid said, well, she is a family member. And the teacher said, oh, my God, I had no idea you guys were related. That's awesome. And he said, well, I mean, she's not related by blood, but she's part of my classroom family. Is that okay?" And the answer was it was more than okay." And that's actually what I want to talk and end on. The fact that a lot of our kids are coming from homes where maybe they don't have somebody to interview. They don't have somebody to talk to. They don't have somebody who they can genuinely trust and love. And that's heartbreaking because every kid needs that and every kid deserves that. But I want you to know that you are that for so many of your students on a daily basis. If you need a reminder of why we do what we do every single day, take the words from my own student. Hey, you are my family. You're just part of my classroom family. Even if kids don't use that term with you, even if kids don't specifically say that to you, it is so stinking true. 
if given the opportunity to interview somebody that they cared about, that they loved about, that was meaningful to them, that was making an impact on their life, so many kids would pick you. I want you to know that as much stress and frustration and fear and failure and just crazy that's happened this year, there are kids walking into your classroom every single day to laugh with you, to learn from you, to celebrate next to you, and to struggle beside you. And why do they choose you? Why do they choose your classroom setting? Because you're their person. On Grey's Anatomy, that was, I don't know if you guys watched that, but on Grey's Anatomy a number of years ago, there was that feeling of, well, you're my person. You're my person. It was one of the greatest compliments that they would give on that show. Well, you're that person. You're somebody's, quote, my person. Maybe your spouse's, maybe your children's, maybe your BFF's, but that role and responsibility is also on you for so many students. So if you need one final reminder of why you walk into your classroom on a daily basis, it's that. To feel all of those emotions and all of those things with kids on a daily basis. I want to thank you so much for being a part of this episode. I want to thank you so much for being a loyal listener and leaving those written reviews. But more important than any of that, I want to thank you for walking into a school every single day in living this teacher life.